0: Welcome to the Savage Nation podcast. Today, we're talking about a COVID tale of two states. And in a strange way, it's a mirror of Charles Dickens' A Tale of Two Cities. I will compare today, California to Florida, and how each state handled the COVID crisis completely differently. But the results were not much different. One state completely closed down, California. The other state completely wide open, Florida. The rates of infection, the number of diseases, about the same. I had to reflect on Dickens' A Tale of Two Cities. It really does mirror what America has gone through with these glorified dictators who run these Democrat states. Dickens' tale takes place before and during the French Revolution. I've discussed the French Revolution with you before. What brought it about? In short, the elites showed no compassion for the ordinary citizen and the people revolted violently. We see that going on in this country from the left and the right. From the left, burning Portland and Seattle and other cities, and then on the right, the attack on the capital itself. People, citizens are tired of what the elites are doing to us, and history is repeating itself. Dr. Fauci is one of the most horrendous dictators America has ever seen. This lying weasel turns out to be the highest paid employee in the entire U.S. federal government. How did this weasel make $417,000 in 2019? That made him the highest paid out of all 4 million federal employees. In fact, Fauci the weasel made more than the $400,000 salary of the president of the United States. How did this elite weasel, like a bull weevil, bore himself into the federal government and stay there for over 40 years and come across like some great savior when he's not a scientist? He's a con man. He is a clear con man he's peddling drugs in my opinion now he's peddling a vaccine that keeps changing in front of our eyes but let's go back to dickens dickens captures the mood that was going on in france in his opening paragraph it was the best of times it was the worst of times it was the age of wisdom it was the age of foolishness it was the epic of belief it was the epic of incredulity it was the season of light it was the season of darkness It was the spring of hope. It was the winter of despair. We had everything before us. We had nothing before us. We were all going direct to heaven. We were all going direct the other way. Could we not say that about our present situation? Could we not say that about the way the Democrats handle the current crisis of COVID and how Republicans handle it? We have Democrats who have prevented common people from earning a living, from running a business, from going out in public, Unless they conform to all the restrictive nonsense passed down from Dr. Fraudy, Cuomo, Whitmer, Newsom, Murphy, Inslee, and all of them. All these left wing governors are the equivalent of Louis XIV and Marie Antoinette telling you to go eat cake. In Dickens' tale, these governors could be represented by the Marquis Saint Evremonde. In the book, this hated and abusive character orders his carriage driven recklessly fast through the crowded slums when he hits and kills the child of Gaspard and Saint Antoine. The Marquis looks down and sniffs at the boy as he's been crushed under the wheels of his carriage and throws a coin to Gaspard to compensate for his loss of his son. Arriving in his country chateau, the Marquis meets his nephew and heir, Darnay. Out of disgust with his aristocratic family, the nephew has shed his real surname, Saint Evremonde, and anglicized his mother's maiden name, Darnay to Darnay. The following passage records the Marquis' principles of aristocratic superiority. Quote, he says, Repression is the only lasting philosophy. The dark deference of fear and slavery, my friend, will keep the dogs obedient to the whip as long as this roof, looking up to it, shuts out the sky. When this lying crook, Anthony Fauci urged the president to close down the country for 15 days. You remember this? He said to the president, 15 days will stop the spread. I, Michael Savage, warned you then. Once you give government bureaucrats power, it will be nearly impossible to take it back. These governors, these health dictators, are proving that I was right. They have adopted the philosophy of the Marquis and you are nothing but a peasant to them, and they're shutting out the sky for you. We know what happens when the citizens are tired of being treated like dogs. We must pray that it doesn't end the same way the novel does, in an uprising leading to a revolution. And so, my friends, we see the power elites, the governors, Fauci the creep, turns out he was hiding it. It just came out from OpenTheBooks.com via the Freedom of Information Act. That Fauci the creep who embedded his way into the government bureaucracy over 40 years earns more than the President of the United States. Is he worth it? For what? Can you believe this? Are you able to understand what this means? My friends, this has to come to an end. In a 10-year period between 2010 and 2019, Anthony Fraudy made $3.6 million in salary. That's a government employee. Since 2014, Fauci's pay was increased from 335000 to the current 417 is not he doing a great job? He's really stopped the epidemic, hasn't he? Don't you love it? Does he have any money invested in vaccines? We don't know. We have any idea. But he didn't mention that his salary was the largest in the entire federal government. Isn't that good enough yet? Remember, in March of 2020, Fauci convinced President Donald Trump on the 15-day lockdown policy to flatten the curve and advocated on March 29, 2020 for extending the policy beyond its initial 15 days. What did it do to this country? Did it stop the epidemic? No. It destroyed lives, businesses, etc. Remember Dr. Birx the scarf? She earned $305,000 in 2019. Pelosi will earn $223,000 this year as Speaker of the, of the House. U.S. Supreme Court Justice John Roberts will make 270000 Members in the House of Reps and Senators will make $174,000. 4 star military generals outrank but still fall below Dr. Fraudy at $268,000 a year. How is this even possible? How could an 80-year-old hack, Dr. Fauci, make so much money? Why is he still in the government? Does anyone know? Nobody knows. In 2008... President George W. Bush honored Dr. Anthony Fauci with the Presidential Medal of Freedom, the highest civilian honor. Look at the job he's done on the COVID-19 pandemic. Is he worth the money? Has he stopped the pandemic? No. Remember what I said, it's like a tale of two cities. And this is just the beginning. Today we're going to talk again about a COVID tale of two states. Later on, we'll talk about Joe Biden's COVID deceptions, one after the other. Biden kept promising during the election that he would solve the pandemic when we got rid of the evil Donald Trump. Yet the other day, he said there's nothing we can do to change the trajectory of the pandemic in the next several months, which is the exact opposite of what lying candidate Joe Biden promised voters during the campaign. Are you listening? and you bought the the act. This is just the beginning. The Biden plan amounted to a slew of nebulous promises that would be implemented to correct the Trump fiasco, which he called it, but he did nothing. He did nothing at all. He didn't change the strategy. All we kept hearing was that Biden had warned us about the pandemic. Biden would solve the problem. Trump caused the problem. One last little point. Do you know that President Biden has banned all travel from South Africa? Now, I want to ask you something. What if Donald Trump had banned travel from Africa? What would the headlines be screaming? Racist Trump prevents blacks from coming into America. That would be Wolfie the Blitzer and all of the other liars that we've had to contend with who are worse than Fauci. They're nothing but propagandists from the morning till the night. Remember what I just said to you. Biden just banned all travelers from South Africa to stop the spread of the new COVID strain that emerged in South Africa. Okay, that makes good sense. Now, what if Donald Trump was president and banned travelers from Africa? Racist President Trump stops travelers from Africa, hates blacks. Do you remember what they said about Trump last February when he banned travelers from China? Remember what happened? Racist Donald Trump! The disease didn't start in China, said Cuomo. It started in Italy. Can you believe this? Can you believe that you have been fed such lies and that well over half of America has absorbed them? But why did Biden close South Africa? For the same reasons that Trump closed China. But the reasons are similar but not the same. South Africa has a variant on the virus that is very frightening. And it emerged in South Africa's Eastern Cape provinces, but it's now been found in at least 31 countries. It's spreading all over the world. New waves of contagion, even as the vaccine is rolled out. The variant that has been identified in South Africa is not yet proven to be more lethal than others. Okay, not more lethal, but... The mutations make it around 50% easier to catch, easier to spread, and, and, and that's allowed it to stage a takeover in what was already an out-of-control community transmission in South Africa. Dozens of instances of people who contracted earlier strains of the virus, listen to this, are being reinfected or infected now with the new variant. Which tells us that those who had contracted mild cases or otherwise had low antibody counts are now prone to reinfection. And that you're going to see, my friends, is going to happen with the vaccine. That the vaccine will turn out to be a complete fraud because the new variant will come in and the vaccine will have no protection against it whatsoever. No matter what the peddlers of the vaccines tell you, be very, very skeptical indeed. My friends, it's going to get a lot worse before it gets better. This is Michael Savage, back in a minute. Michael Savage, a host like no other. So we're looking at the two states, Florida versus California. On the way back from Florida, we stopped in Las Vegas just briefly Astoundingly, this once dynamic, vibrant city is a ghost town. We saw weeds growing in parking lots as we flew over these incredible hotels in Las Vegas. It's just hard to believe what a Democrat regime has done to the once great state of Nevada, let alone Las Vegas. So here I am, back in San Francisco, thinking about it all, and I found a great article By Scott Atlas, Dr. Scott Atlas, one of the smartest men of our time, who Trump brought in a few months ago, as you remember, as his COVID czar. And he opposed lockdowns for scientific reasons. And as a result of that, the entire establishment of witches and warlocks forced Trump to fire Scott Atlas, called him every name under the sun. And the lowlifes in the media were saying he's not an epidemiologist. They don't even know what the word means. As I told you before, epidemiology is not rocket science. It's statistics. And unless you have the ability to interpret these statistics, these statistics have almost no value. Unfortunately, most people in epidemiology can't interpret an ingrown toenail. And truth itself is now suffering. The lockdown policies, by the way, have harmed societies around the world. We know what it's done to children. We know what it's done to businesses. We know what it's done to uh, people's lives. We'll talk about that again. But what has it actually done to truth? What has it done to discussion and openness? What has it done? In universities, people are afraid to speak up for fear they'll be fired. Truth is dead. There's no discussion of conflicting evidence about lockdowns, about vaccines. There's no debate. People can't admit errors for fear that they'll be thrown out of the universities. There's no interpretations of science permitted anymore. Social media, the new arbiter, is destroying truth, reason, and logic itself. Science itself that we keep hearing about, do they even know what science means? They don't even know what the word science means. Science has been damaged. Science has no meaning. It's all propaganda now scott atlas quoted harvard medical school professor martin Kaldorff when he said after 300 years the age of enlightenment has ended that's the result but let's get down to brass tacks what about the lockdowns and COVID restrictions such as curfews quarantines limits on group gatherings wearing masks have they worked According to Dr. Atlas, these measures did not significantly change the pattern or damage from the SARS-2 virus. President Biden, as we just said, St. President Biden even admitted as much on January 22nd, which was just last week, when he said, quote, there is nothing we can do to change the trajectory of the pandemic in the next several months, unquote. He said it. Now, of course, during the campaign, St. Biden said he would cure it once they got rid of evil, uh, vulgar Trump. And you bought it, you morons, you. He just said, Biden said, no, no, we can't do anything. But instead of rethinking all the policies that have been implemented, like lockdowns, curfews, quarantines, uh, limits on group gatherings, no, nothing. They're not changing much. Instead, they're blaming it on those who oppose the lockdowns when the lockdowns didn't even work, right? Right. But let's look at the actual science and the actual data. Have these policies worked? Have they? I don't know. I think the disease in its own way, while it's spreading more rapidly, is not killing as often. Did you know that according to CDC data, hospitalizations in every age group, as well as deaths, are beginning to decline? The number of people with COVID-19 coming to emergency rooms is down 40% from its peak a month ago lower than that seen before Thanksgiving right well it probably tell us it's because Biden's in office what else have we learned florida is an interesting state i was just there highly populated very diverse ethnically uh the highest percentage or one of the highest percentages of elderly people in the entire nation where um more than 20% of the people are over 65 years of age Florida, under Republican Governor DeSantis, opened schools and businesses months ago, threw away mobility restrictions, ended mandates. What happened? Well, the cases didn't go away, hospitalizations didn't go away, deaths didn't stop. But Florida outperformed many states during the recent surge of COVID, including those with warm climates like California. That was a prison camp with lockdowns florida's deaths per capita beat half the country as well as the national average and i was in florida it was like another world it was like i left a prison and went to freedom a simple pleasure like sitting in an outdoor area of an asian restaurant on atlantic avenue was phenomenally liberating yes they were wearing the the wore masks people were sitting apart from each other there were reasonable precautions. They weren't throwing caution to the wind. But look what, look what Newsom did to this state. It's unbelievable to see. Look what the governor of Nevada did to that wonderful state. But what about lockdown policies? Have they worked where they were implemented? No. They've caused such great harm. Do you know what it's done to children? Poor learning, school dropouts, social isolation, suicide. And it's much worse for children in lower income groups. 78% of cancers were never detected due to missed screening over three months due to the COVID lockdowns. Could you believe this? But what about increases in depression, anxiety symptoms, suicidal ideation, particularly among young adults during these months of lockdowns? The AMA reports amazing increases of drug overdoses and suicides, domestic abuse up, child abuse up, skyrocketing due to the isolation, loss of jobs, due to the lockdowns from these maniac left-wing governors. Hundreds of thousands of abuse cases not reported. Children are being beaten. How about the unemployment from lockdowns? Can you believe this? I don't even want to give you the numbers. You're not going to remember them. Unemployment is skyrocketing and disproportionately affecting African-Americans. Women, by the way, you liberal idiots, you. A staggering 890,000 additional U.S. deaths from the lockdowns. Governor morons. We haven't even seen the full extent of the damage that they have caused to this nation because it will last for decades to come. That is why people who had brains never recommended lockdowns. Never. Even in previous pandemics, they never recommended lockdowns. That was even for infections with far higher death rates. Why did they do this? Who came up with this nonsense? No one even knows who came up with the lockdowns, right? This is like Alice in Wonderland. This is like the Mad Hatter running the country. The Mad Hatter is now running the country. But what about the vaccines that we're seeing? How are they doing? Are you ready? You're not going to believe this. The Mad Hatter may as well be in charge of the vaccine administration. They've been more frequently administered to healthier, younger people instead of those at risk to die. Did you hear this? Very few states administered their vaccines, mainly to people over 65. Many have given more than 80 percent of the vaccines to low risk age groups. So while we're talking about lockdowns, I want to talk about the vaccines for a minute. We're going to do a whole new podcast shortly on the vaccines in fact, if you want to go into my archives on the Savage Nation podcast, I once did one a few months ago back on, our vaccines 100% safe? And many of you are intelligent enough to understand what I was saying. Many of you uh, doubting Thomas's or doubting Tom Etz said, well, nothing's 100% safe. That's not the point, okay? AstraZeneca makes a vaccine. Well, they were just sued or recently sued by a pension fund. On behalf of investors who say it suffered losses because of flaws in the company's testing of its coronavirus vaccine. I don't know if you know about this. Coronavirus vaccines are a big business. AstraZeneca signed contracts to provide 400 million doses. Wow. But last November, there were questions about the vaccine when the company released initial test results. Why? Among other things, experts and health officials... Actually, faulted the testing that they did for a lack of data on the vaccine's effectiveness for those age 55 and older. They also raised questions. You're not going to believe this about results from one trial of their vaccine, which found that the vaccine was 90 percent effective for subjects who got half a dose, but only 62 percent effective for those who got the full dose. Let me repeat that. Those who got the full dose, it was 90% effective, the AstraZeneca vaccine. But those who got half a dose, it was only 62% effective. What? So why are they selling whole doses? More money, Schmendrick. More money. It's a profit motive. It's not a health motive. In the three days after the release of the test results in late November, AstraZeneca's stock price dropped 5%, according to a lawsuit filed by the Public Employees Retirement System in Monroe County, Michigan. Are you listening to this? They alleged wrongful acts and omissions by the company and its chief officers, and so the pension fund asked to be allowed to sue on behalf of a class of all investors injured by the share price decline. That's just one little element that we have to look into. But then we're going to look into the long-term effects of the vaccine on the autoimmune systems of people unknown unknown but i'll tell you this as a trained epidemiologist and a very intuitive scientist myself and a trained political scientist i will tell you as i stand here and i will i'll bet i'll wager on this you will soon see damaging effects from these vaccines that you can't believe and it will be hushed up by social media it'll be hushed up by the academics it will be hushed up by everyone living in the new middle ages because science itself is dead truth has died as a result of the coronavirus in fact the number one death from the coronavirus has not been people it's been truth itself this is the savage nation podcast back in a minute the savage nation it's savage on demand But what about COVID per se, which I want to talk about today? I'm going to give you an educated opinion, more educated than the the average person in the media, and I will proudly tell you that is true. Yes, I do have an earned doctorate from a great university, and one of my majors was in epidemiology. I used to say that to people, they didn't know what it meant. You don't have to be a genius to be an epidemiologist. Most of them are dummies, they're statisticians. A real epidemiologist has to rely upon intuition as well as statistics to come to a reasonable conclusion. In other words, anyone could do the statistics and, and, and blizzard you with numbers and still not know what the hell they're talking about. Just witness California. They don't know what the hell they're talking about. But now that President Joe Biden is in the White House, all of the left-wingers who locked down their states over the last year suddenly feel the China virus... Is really not worth closing down their states anymore. Andrew Cuomo, New York, suddenly said, "If we don't reopen restaurants and bars, there'll be nothing left to reopen." The witch, Gretchen Whitmer, I mean Gretchen Whitmer, said the same thing. Michigan was one of the most locked-down states in the nation. In fact, Whitman the lunatic went so far as to tell people in Michigan, "Do not make unnecessary purchases while you're shopping." She put garden seeds on that list of things you couldn't buy. You talk about fascism? Well, all of a sudden, between February 1 and 21, restaurants can reopen at 25% capacity with a maximum of 100 people in attendance. Let's analyze that for a minute. Why 25%? Why not 23%? Why not 27%? Why not 15%? Why not 33%? I guess it's the same science that Governor Newsom told us about that's so advanced that only he can understand it with his pinheads. There's much more to this because we learned also this week that California has abruptly on Monday, abruptly lifted its stay-at-home order. County's now back in reopening in the tier plan. Tier plan? First, the governor said... That we have to close things down because ICU capacities fell below 15%. Oh! Well, I'll tell you, I studied the hot zones of COVID in the state of California. I got the maps out. And the hottest zones were near the Mexican border. Oh, ooh Because Mexico was sending their COVID patients over the border. So the morons in America would take care of them in their ICUs. Isn't that how it works? Sure. And so... At certain times, Southern California regions, we read, meaning mainly San Diego near the border and the San Joaquin Valley, the ICU capacity fell to near zero percent as coronavirus infections surged across the areas. Why? Well, because there's people down there who are coming across the border to be treated by the morons in America. So now all of a sudden... It's all good. All of a sudden, it's all good. So now California can reopen. They're confident in Michigan. Says the governor, we're confident that starting February 1, restaurants can resume indoor dining with safety measures in place. Blah, blah, blah. What a bunch of garbage. I happen to have visited Florida this week for this podcast, amongst other reasons, because I was very curious as to how a state like California could be so closed down and have the same rate of infection or within a few, let's say, percentile points of that of Florida, which is wide was wide open. So I come to Florida and what do I see? I see a normal society. And I see hard lockdown California, which I left behind. Was actually recording significantly higher new case numbers and hospitalizations compared to the more open, less restricted state that I'm in right now, Florida. Could you believe this? Can you believe this? Here's two states: Florida versus California, roughly equal in their population-adjusted case numbers per hundred thousand residents. And what do we have? How did how did they get there? How do the two states, Florida? And California arrived at more or less equal case numbers after a year of totally divergent COVID-19 mitigation policies. Newsom locked his state down like a prison camp, one of the harshest in the nation, destroyed every business in San Francisco. You can't believe what's going on here. Schools were shuttered, put everyone in masks and made them shut their mouths. Bars, indoor dining, other recreational businesses shut down. That's what Newsom did. And he came up with a color-coded blueprint, and when people asked them in the Newsom camp to tell us, please, how did you arrive at this conclusion? They said, well, look, the science is so complicated that we don't want to release it because it might scare and confuse people. Can you believe that you are living in a country like this? Can you believe this? California, a nightmare what it turned into, and then in Florida— Fact of the matter is, I I ate lunch in an outdoor restaurant. Okay, you approach in a mask. They clean the table. They clean the chair. They clean it after you leave. I was used to it from California when the outdoor dining was open. But here's a strange part. I'm sitting there starting to eat, and a group of eight people arrived, and strangely enough, they put them next to me at another table. I did not want to sit next to them. So I politely got up as quietly as I could, I went inside with the mask on, and I said, could you please sit me indoors? No problem, sir, right? And they sat me there. Now, I'm very careful. I mean, when the credit card is given back to me, truthfully, I don't touch it. I hold it with a a napkin and put it in my wallet. I'm telling you exactly what I've been doing. I hope I'm lucky enough not to have picked up the virus. But take a look at Florida's COVID-19 data, and take a look at how the Republican governor DeSantis has saved his state with reasonable precautions. Reasonable precautions. But the economy is still vibrant. And yet the vermin in the media made DeSantis out to be uh, uh, worse than Hitler. Could you believe this? Now, last summer, a scientist, which means nothing anymore, who helped put together Florida's COVID-19 dashboard, put out her own dashboard examining the state's numbers and argued that the state had asked her to cover up certain data related to the pandemic. So she was trying to smear DeSantis, right? Finally, she released her secret dashboard just a weekend ago, and guess what it showed? A little less than 400 more deaths in Florida compared to the state's official data. It was all a hype and all a lie. Lockdowns do not work. They destroy states' They destroy lives, they destroy families, they destroy children, and the governor should be put in prison for what they did to these people. I have two friends who own restaurants. One was an immigrant from Sicily who worked his way, basically up from being a fisherman, then a a trash hauler, then a busboy, then a waiter, opened a little restaurant 25 years ago, then opened another one. He was a wonderful man, he sang in his restaurants, Everyone loved him. They closed him down and destroyed this man. I know another restaurant owned by an Asian family. They worked their way up from the gutter. And guess where they are? They're almost back in the gutter, dependent upon the bailouts that no one seems to know how to get. Nobody knows how to get the money, by the way. But now that Joe Biden is the president, it seems to me the China virus is no longer worth closing down the states so california is reopening michigan is reopening new york is reopening and uh, a week ago new york governor andrew cuomo meatball Cuomo, said the state had to reopen this was just after they knew biden won all of a sudden he figured it out he said we simply cannot stay closed until the vaccine hits critical mass said governor cuomo he said we'll have nothing left to open We must reopen the economy, but we must do it smartly and safely. Dummy. Dummy. Why didn't he do it before? Many people had the theory that these Democrat governors were doing it to destroy their own economies. Remember that was going around? I was a little skeptical of that, but the more I think about it, the more it looks to me like they were doing it just to panic people into voting for that dumb, dumb Biden. One last point on this covid tale of two states california versus florida where we're asking are lockdowns necessary and analyzing the health and social costs and uh we have to look at las vegas here's a headline you ready for this one ready las vegas area district moves to partially reopen schools amid surge in student suicides you hear this student suicides mental health falling apart Children committing suicide. Can you believe this? In Virginia, in its largest school district, the number of F grades nearly doubled among middle school and high school students. Thank you very much, compassionate Democrat, fascist governors. This is the Savage Nation with an informed opinion about a COVID tale of two states. And it's going to get even more interesting as we look into the news here on the Savage Nation podcast. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. I want to drill into the COVID epidemic around the world because there's madness, not only in America, but around the world. Okay, we know California finally lifted a stay-at-home order. New York opened restaurants partly. Michigan opened restaurants partly. Did you know that Fauci, the fraud, is the highest paid federal employee how in the world can you not understand who this man is? Are you ready for more? There's more, more coming. You ready? Biden imposed a travel ban on South Africa. If Trump did it, they'd call him a racist who hates Africans, but not Biden. Oh, no. What else is going on in the world? Well, in Israel, they closed the air to air travel. I mean, they closed the skies to air travel. Once again, you can't go in or out of Israel. And violence is erupting in ultra-Orthodox neighborhoods, because they like to meet with each other in congregations. And, of course, the disease was surging there, by the way. In Dubai, they fired the health chief because the infections were surging. In the Netherlands, there's a curfew that is sparking clashes and looting. And what about the big vaccine that you're all waiting for? Well, suddenly they disclosed today that the new Moderna vaccine, the Moderna vaccine, rather, doesn't really work on a new strain from South Africa a booster shot is needed really what does a booster shot mean it means the vaccine is not working for the new strain how many times have i told you our best model is the flu vaccine which i've never taken in my life never took it in my life i won't take this vaccine why won't i take this vaccine why number one we don't know the long-term effects Number two, it's probably only 45% effective at most. But we won't know that for a long time, and the data will be hidden, by the way. So and now we're reading that a booster shot is needed for the new strain from Africa. Oh, well, okay, I'll take a booster shot. How much did they to make on that one? But what about this little story? Recovered patients experience an array of neurological issues. Well, gee, I didn't know that. Well, I did know that. Recovered COVID-19 patients experience an array of neurological issues. Well, are they experiencing perplexing neurological issues from the COVID virus or from the treatment? One of the issues, one of the neurological issues is stuttering now. They're developing heavy stammers. Man says, I realized that some of the words didn't feel right in my mouth. You know, said Mr. Thornton, who lost his voice while sick with the virus, only for it to return with a stutter. It's very sad. Now, so-called experts don't know why the virus is causing neurological issues, right? But one theory is that the virus and the disease trigger an inflammatory response that affects speech. You hear this? There's 100 muscles involved that have to coordinate on a millisecond timescale in order for you to talk. Shows you how smart you have to be to be a talk show host or a podcaster. And you need a very well-functioning brain to do it. But this is no joke. Another possibility that is being proposed is that the virus is producing damaging autoantibodies which bind to proteins and damage their ability to function or trigger an immune attack on cells. Now, we know COVID wreaks havoc with the immune system. We know there's a huge surge in various inflammatory mediators. So let's pause right there. If the COVID virus itself produces damaging autoantibodies, If the COVID virus itself wreaks havoc with the immune system, if it causes a huge surge in various inflammatory mediators, wouldn't that also be true for the COVID vaccine where you're inserting the spike protein from the COVID virus into the RNA of the individual getting the vaccine? Oh, sure. So in other words, you can expect neurological damage in the people getting the vaccination. But they're not going to tell you that, okay? Mr. William Banks, who works at the Department of Veterans Affairs in Puget Sound, suggested that lingering neurological issues from the pandemic may cause a mental health crisis. No kidding. He said it could ultimately turn out that as horrible as the death rate is, with perhaps one in a thousand Americans having died, in the end could be this legacy affecting up to one in ten, and it's probably rooted in neuro immunity, Banks told the outlet. It's very frightening. This virus is like a Frankenstein virus that escaped from China. But I want to go back to the side story, which is the vaccine, which I'm going to get to later on at an end of the podcast. Incidentally, I've done several hundred podcasts, which you can download for free at your leisure. And one of them is entitled Is the Vaccine 100% Safe? I did that a few months back. Just scroll through my library of podcasts and The beauty of this new format is you can find it there. As I said then, though, of course it's not 100% safe. And idiots out there say, well, neither is aspirin. That wasn't the point, moron. That wasn't the point. Let me explain it to you. If the virus itself is causing neurological damage and inflammatory damage, a surge of inflammatory reactions then the vaccine will do the same thing to those receiving the vaccine. Okay? I'll be back with more right here on the Savage Nation podcast. Home of Borders. Language. Culture. The Savage Nation. So look, I'm talking about a tale of two states, California versus Florida. And I must say, right now that in the long run we do not really know how this is going to play out i have to i have to throw a caution in here i have to throw a cautionary tale in we're too soon into this epidemic to know the absolute truth about lockdowns curfews and things of that nature as of now they have been a disaster socially medically they've done nothing for the betterment of the outcome of this disease. But in the long run, we don't really know how this is going to play out. You know, over the last few months, few years, there have been two sides in America. And both sides think that they're good fighting evil, right? See, I could be talking to conservatives who think that they're fighting the evil of liberalism. And to a large extent, I would agree with that. But not, a, not 100% in some areas. And on the other side, you have the left, the communists, socialists, whatever you want to call them, who think that anyone who doesn't follow the international New World Order is evil. Well, I was reading Hemingway again, especially Hemingway's earlier writings, but I found a writing he published that was published in 1970 after his his death, called Islands in the Stream. It's a masterpiece, and I've saved this for months. I read it when I was a young man. I won't bore you with it, but there's a few lines in here that are apropos, that apply to what we're talking about, good and evil. So his main character in Islands in the Stream is Thomas Hudson, and one of his friends just got into a fight with an ass on a yacht who was provoking him by being arrogant, and he beat the hell out of him. And then they're talking about the fight the next morning. The Man couldn't sleep all night thinking about it. And he says, you know, being against evil doesn't make you good. Tonight I was against it, and then I was evil myself. I could feel it coming in just like a tide. So they're talking about the fighting and how bad he felt after it because he was drunk. He says, I don't know when I start fighting, I just want to destroy them. But when you start taking pleasure in it, you're awfully close to the thing you're fighting. So this is good and evil. And then on in this little dialogue in Islands in the Stream by Hemingway, one more line. His friend Roger says to Thomas, the protagonist, he said, look, I know about good and evil. I'm not trying to misunderstand nor play dumb. And the other one says, I don't know much about good because I've always been a fan. at it. That evil is my dish. I can recognize that all evil. In other words, we all think we're good fighting evil, but the other side thinks they're good fighting evil. At the end of the day, who's good and who's evil? I'll let you decide. Thanks for listening to the Savage Nation podcast. Well, thank you very much for listening to today's podcast. I hope you've enjoyed and learned something from it. And I want to remind you of something that I think is important for you to know. We have over 280 Savage Nation podcast episodes available to you absolutely free. I'll say that again. You can go back into this vast library of over 280 episodes and listen to any one of them or several of them at your leisure. So you never have to be without the Savage Nation. Thank you very much for listening.